I don't know about, about you, but I, for one, am really looking forward to getting back to normal next week. Like, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm, all the, the, the craziness of Christmas, I'm done with it. Let's get back into a normal routine. They, you know, everything leading up to Christmas is, is, was rather hectic here at the parish. And, and, I, and I think everything worked out really well. And I was so, so pleased to be able to have so many people join us on Christmas Eve. And, and we even had more than usual, even more than we used to have before the pandemic, on Christmas Day itself. And that was, that was really wonderful. And I was so proud of all our volunteers and, and the welcome we were able to offer people after a couple of years of being shut down on Christmas. It's also been a couple of years since my family was able to gather together for, for dinner on Christmas Day, which I host here in the rectory. I got rid of my turkey, though. The other, the, not, unlike the others, uh, I got rid of that. I got out. But anyway, the uh, but the 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 that craziness of that day. I'd forgotten about how crazy, how tiring all of that is for me personally. You know, the 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 cooking, the cleaning, decorating. Me, it's a, it's after. All of that after a hectic couple of work days means that I'm, I'm a little frazzled by the end of it. I'm a little, when I get a little frazzled, I don't deal as well as I should with some of the, you know, the inevitable family drama and the, the weird dynamics that always seem to play out at Christmas in every family. You know, every family, we've got, our, we've got the weird dynamics that happen. We've got the, the little dramas that always come up and, and seem to, to work themselves out, especially at Christmas. And, and one of the weird dynamics in my family is that while I, I am a stickler for being on time, my brother is like the exact opposite of that. He's always late. And so you tell him, oh, okay, we're going to start at this time because you know he's going to be, you know, half hour, 40 minutes late, and he shows up when you actually think you, you more or less want, want him there. Well, this time, that didn't even work out. And so at Christmas dinner, I'm hurriedly trying to get everything ready for, you know, a sit-down meal. And my brother, who's, who's bringing one of the dishes, and his family, they show up well over an hour late. And... and it, and so that drives me nuts because I've been running around trying to get everything done. And, and, but what drives me even more nuts is, is how calm he is about it, how serene he is, how it's like, oh yeah, well, okay, just wanders in and, and no big deal. And that makes me even more mad. And it's like, it is, it just, Anyway, I don't want this to turn into therapy. This is going to, I'm just going to, you know, like, because, you know, our, our, we have passive aggressive behavior that we use all the time. We don't need to get into all the details of that. Your family dynamics are weird enough. You don't need to hear about mine. The, uh, <laughs> and it, suffice it to say that when I was reading the gospel passage today in preparation for this morning, you know, I was reading it a few days ago, and what struck me what struck me is the contrast between the shepherds going with haste, it says, 
to find Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. And he contrasts that with Mary, quietly, calmly, pondering in her heart all that was going on, all that the shepherds told her about the angel's message to them. And I, and I hear that, and I, I'm struck by that contrast between the haste and, uh, of the shepherds and the calmness in Mary, and it sort of, you know, it ends up cutting me to the bone a little bit, you know, because I think, you know, why, gee, why am I so unlike Mary? Why can't I be calm? Why can't I just, you know, uh, why, why can't I just act with that serenity and that peace? And not like the, the stress of everything around it, trying to... And then I start to analyze myself and get the guilt feelings start coming up and all of this sort of stuff. And I start thinking, oh, maybe, you know, that haste and that running around and all the preparation, you know, in my mind, I'm doing it to make sure everybody feels welcomed, everybody feels cared for. And maybe I'm doing it just because, you know... In the, in the Italian parlance, you know, I want to be like a bella figura. You know, I want to just look good in front of everybody. I want to look like I got it all together. And maybe it is about me. And rather, and, and I start playing with this. But on Thursday, on Thursday, I was talking to this other priest. And we were talking about a bunch of things. But we got to talking about the weekend's gospel. And he said in reading it that you know, even before I talked about this, he said that he was reminded that while the shepherds went with haste to see Mary and Joseph and, and the child lying in the manger, early on in the gospel, earlier on in the gospel, in the, the previous chapter, it's, it's Mary who goes with haste, the gospel says. Mary, after being visited by the angel, she goes with haste to her cousin Elizabeth's house to to see her, and it's like, and I, and I was like, wow, that helped me so much. That helped me to realize that, well, first off, this isn't about me. The gospel is about Jesus and focusing on him, focusing on, you know, the, the, the Christ and all of this. But it also helped me feel some peace that to know that everybody in their life has moments where there's haste and moments that are calmness and quiet are called for. That in every aspect of our life, the spiritual aspect, the spiritual side of our life as well, we need moments of calmness and quiet and we need moments where there is haste. And from what I can glean from the Gospels, I think the moments to quiet our hearts are the moments of, the, of encounter with the divine, of encounter with God. That's when we're called to just try and, and experience him, to, to be with him, to reflect on, on his presence in our life, on his work in our life. And then it seems to me there are moments of haste. And, and those moments of haste in the gospel are moments when we are called to go and proclaim and to praise God. Praise him for what we've just experienced and proclaim what he's done in our life. You know, we heard at Christmas that the shepherds are quiet when the angels speak to them. The angel starts off by saying, do not be afraid. 
The angel wants them to quiet, to quiet their hearts, to not let fear and anxiety rule, to just be still and be with and listen. And they're transfixed by the presence of the, the multitude of the heavenly hosts, it says, who sing glory to God in the highest heaven. But when the angels leave, then the shepherds go with haste to see the Messiah that was announced to them and to tell Mary and Joseph that all that the angels had made known to them. And then with Jesus in the Lord's presence, they take it in. They're with the Lord. And then they go out, it says, to go, it go, they go out glorifying and praising God for all they had seen and heard. Quiet, haste, quiet, haste. And then Mary too, when she encounters the angel Gabriel who, who's going to, who announces to her that, that the Holy Spirit will come upon her and that she will conceive a child who's going to be the Messiah, he starts off by saying, the angel Gabriel starts off to Mary saying, be not afraid. Again, calm the fears and anxieties and just be with the Lord. This moment with God and the Holy Spirit, this is the time to be still and experience the presence of God. And then afterwards, she goes with haste to her cousin Elizabeth to announce all that she has experienced, all that she has seen and heard. And so I think for all of us, just like Mary, just like the shepherds, there are moments of haste and moments of stillness in all our lives. There are moments when we ought to act with haste to either to go and encounter Christ, but more, but often to, to share with others our experience of the Lord. And there are moments, there are quiet moments of encounter, moments to, to be not afraid to spend time with him, to experience God's love for you, God's love for me. And I hope and pray as we begin this new year that Mass, that coming here on Sunday morning can be one of those moments for you. In the busyness of your life, in the, the hectic lives that you all have, this can be a place of refreshment, a place of of quieting your hearts, to be able to be with God. The Mass is meant to foster that encounter. It's meant to be a time to encounter God, to reflect and ponder his work in our lives. And I hope it happens outside the Mass for you as well, because it's not just in the Mass that we encounter God. But in the Mass, we can encounter him either in the Word that is proclaimed in the word of God that we hear. We can encounter him in the Eucharist, in the great sacrifice that, that Jesus makes of his very self for us. And we can encounter him in the people with whom we are gathered to praise and worship our Lord Jesus Christ. I want this to be an oasis for you. 
this coming year. I want this to be a place where you find refreshment when you come here. And I, I recognize that we come with a myriad of distractions and things going on in our head. I get it. I get that when you come here, it's Sometimes it's a struggle to get, you know, your kids dressed and especially in the winter to get all those boots on and everything and to get here. I get it. And don't worry, if you show up late, I'm not going to get upset. The fact that you're showing up, that you want to be with God, that's, that's enough for him, that's enough Therefore, it's more than enough for me. And, and I get that there's a myriad of distractions when you're here, that you're all up in your head sometimes. I come here like that too sometimes. And I'm not always successful at putting all that stuff aside and focusing on God's presence in the, in the Word, in the assembly, in the Eucharist. But when I do, like last weekend at Christmas, at all those Christmas masses, when I do, it's wonderful. I do find myself just wanting to be with the Lord. I find myself tearing up at just being in his presence with all of his people gathered together. And I don't want to leave. But I'm also struck by the words we use at the end of Mass. We, those words that, that are become familiar and sometimes we don't even pay attention to. But they all, you know, we can say, go and announce the gospel of the Lord or go in peace glorifying the Lord by your life. But the verb in it is go. I think I'm struck today by the urgency of those words, by the need to go and be a witness to God in the world, by what we say and what we do. I'm struck by the world's need for a savior, even though they don't know that they need a savior. And I'm struck by the desire I have for people to encounter him to go out and encounter him in, 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 to let me be a reflection of his love to the people I encounter. Even in the mass, there's times of quiet and times of haste. In each and every one of our lives, there's a time to be still and let God, let God love us. And there's times to go with haste to announce all that we have seen and heard, all that God is doing in our life. And I think if we live in each of those moments, in the moments of quiet, in the moments of haste, I think God, we will discover God's blessing in our life. We will discover his presence even in those moments, those hectic moments. Even in those moments of distraction, we can find him there. I think if we live that, we know, we, I know that God, God's blessing will be upon us. 
that God will bless us and keep us. The Lord will make his face to shine upon us and be gracious to us. The Lord will lift up his countenance upon us and give us his peace.